Growing a small business has never been easy. So, how can we build our companies and shortcut the learning curve? By getting advice from the people who've done it before. Everything you need to grow your business is right here. I'm Simon Lader. Welcome to the conference room. Good afternoon and welcome to the conference room. I'm joined by Juliana Whitney. Juliana gained her MBA from UNLV and found her first business, the J Whitney Group, at the age of 26 and is the founder of Can Strategy, a business strategy firm that focuses on the cannabis industry and co-founder of Leaf Sheets, which is a platform helping entrepreneurs with leaner budgets have access to the products and information to get them started in the cannabis industry. I know nothing at all about the cannabis industry. I'm fascinated to learn how somebody so young has achieved so much in such a tightly regulated market. So Juliana Whitney, good afternoon and welcome to the conference room. Thank you so much. And thank you for thinking that I'm young. <laughs> Younger than me. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that counts. <laughs> Absolutely. So every hero has an origin story and you're the hero of our story. So Juliana, wow. tell me, how did you get from graduating with your MBA from UNLV to doing all the things that you've done? I was actually in the midst of doing all the things that I've done while I was getting my MBA. Uh, so when I started in the cannabis industry, it was because I took a break from getting my MBA and I had to get a job. And that happened to be in the cannabis industry because some family friends of mine started the first dispensary in Las Vegas. And then I left that dispensary and started my first consulting firm, the J. Whitney Group. And during that, actually simultaneously finished my MBA. And that was a hustle, let me tell you. And then once I finished my MBA, one, those three letters are immensely grateful for them. They have more power than I realized. And two, you know, it did really increase my knowledge to apply to the cannabis industry in a technical and structured way rather than just an entrepreneurial kind of scrappy way. Then 2019 or 2018, actually, my business partners and I at the J. Whitney Group decided to part ways and then I started Can Strategy. And so that's where I am now. And just a couple months ago, added on to that, they're separate companies, but added on to what I'm doing leaf sheets, as you mentioned. Right. Okay, great. So tell me specifically, what sort of problems does Can Strategy help organizations or help individuals overcome? The cannabis industry has a lot of unique aspects to it. While there's a lot of things that are similar to really any other business that you operate, there's unique aspects in the cannabis industry that we face that have to do with how to get into the industry, which is all of the complex licensing pieces, how to launch your company, which includes a lot of compliance that a regular retailer would never face, how to operate under that compliance while still having a quality customer experience, how to market your company when we have advertising restrictions that are just wild, and then how to scale when you can't scale like another business necessarily because you have to operate differently in every state and because a lot of states limit where you can put your business, how many of them you can own, uh, when you can even get a new license. So if you wanted to be in-state multi-licensee, 
you would have a small window to do that. And then until the next window opens in that state, your only option to expand is either to acquire another business if you're not at the max ownership or to go to a different state. So those are all of the structural business development and business scaling issues that we help owners with. Right. Okay. So I think what's interesting is that from talking to you and doing the very, very little reading up on it in anticipation of our conversation, it seems that the problems or the challenges that your clients would have would be very, very similar to the kinds of challenges that people in any industry might have. You talked about things like licensing and regulations and scaling and marketing and sales. These are all challenges that really any business could face. And and it sounds like certainly from the cannabis industry there, it just happens to me more regulation, those regulations kind of trickling down into and impacting on these other areas. Would you say that's a fair observation? I do think that's a fair observation. It's funny you say that because I've been focused in the niche of the cannabis industry for seven years now. And I've had a bunch of people say, oh, it sounds like what you do, you could do in any industry, like you could expand can strategy to help businesses in a lot of areas. And it's not something that I've done yet, but it's something I have in mind once we've really established the cannabis arena and same with leaf sheets. When we talk about, for example, licensing and regulation, what are the key areas that your customers face in terms of particular hurdles that they come across? And I'm thinking more from the perspective of anyone in any industry that has regulation may well be facing these issues as well. So what would you say are the ones that you're seeing the most often? The biggest struggle when facing the licensing piece is one, just understanding what is even being asked of you and how to follow those rules, how to comply with what the state is asking you for and how to do that efficiently without kind of running around just feeling flooded with information and like you're being tossed all about, you know? And that's really what most clients that come to Can Strategy, they just want to do things as quickly as possible, obviously as intelligently as possible and to navigate the tripwires that we're highly familiar with. And so, yeah, that's the main thing. It's just what is even going on? (laughs) How do I start this process? How do I do it successfully? And do we help with that? Right. What would you say is the primary sort of remedy that you're suggesting to people? The primary sort of remedy is if you have the capital, you work with us and we really hold your hand through the entire process and quite honestly do most of it for you. And that way our clients can sleep, they feel safe, they feel knowledgeable, and they really do become more knowledgeable over time because we're always interacting with them. So then when they launch, they feel like they know what's going on. Mm. For the entrepreneurs that don't have as large of a budget just for the licensing piece, then we bring them you know, that's where Leaf Sheets comes in and that provides one, the documentation you need, two, guides to help you customize everything that you're working with, and then three, information that's specific to your state regulations to help you navigate that process. It's just not as one-on-one and as, you know, done for you as can strategy is. Right. Okay. I'm interested because a while ago we had someone on the podcast uh, that came in and talked about some legal stuff, right? They were talking about patenting, trademarks, and that kind of stuff, right? And they said that whilst you could do it yourself, all right, you could go online and download like a free guide or some kind of skeleton kind of fill in the blanks 
kind of yeah. pro forma. The problem with that is that very often you don't know what you don't know, and you may well be setting yourself up. You know, you may have saved a little bit now, but setting yourself up for a major setback further down the line. Right. So you find the same sort of things could exist in the cannabis industry. Yes. And I used to say that all the time, that there's no way you could do this on your own. This is so complex. And then over time doing it and seeing that, okay, well, this is wildly inequitable. There's all of these people with great ideas, with a lot of passion that with the correct resources could get this done, but they don't have 100,000, 200,000, 500,000 just for the licensing piece of it. Then I said, there has to be a do-it-yourself method to this. And I believe in education and I believe, you know, my parents are professors. So I believe that if you can put information properly for people to process that they are capable of doing these things. And I know how much I figured out as an entrepreneur just on my own. So other people must be able to, right? That's why with Leaf Sheets, we focused on creating the state information, the regulatory questions answered, that really focusing on that education piece to help with those you don't know what you don't know parts. Mm -hmm. And then also the do-it-yourself guides for customizing each of the documents. Because if I could argue anything that people don't know, it's how to do that. It's how to navigate the regulation, how to integrate it into their standard operating procedures, and how to write the way they're going to do things to the regulation. And so the DIY guides help them do that. And I believe with that education and with people being committed to it, they could do it on their own. I do believe that. Right. Okay. I'm going to come on to talking about how regulation plays a part in the other areas and like how, for example, if someone isn't necessarily in the cannabis industry, but it's another regulated industry, how they would go about marketing or selling or anything like that. But before we come to that, I'm really intrigued where how your journey into specifically leaf sheets happened, because there are lots of organizations out there that are professional service organizations or consulting companies. Okay. And mm -hmm. to productize that knowledge and turn it into a, taking it from being a done for you service to a DIY service, I think is an extraordinary shift. Okay. So talk me through how you went about doing that. First of all, how did the idea come to you? And okay. then how did you take it from, maybe we can do this, to actually yeah. turning into and spinning it out a fully formed business? I had the idea for Leaf Sheets at the very beginning when I first started consulting because I realized that right now licensing is a highly valuable service to provide because there's limited licenses. It's such a new industry and it's really, really competitive. I figured that moving forward into the future, that will lessen. So there will be states like Oklahoma where licensing is not limited and you can really do it yourself and you're not kept out of the industry. And I don't want to say planned obsolescence, but I would want to say that to believe that the licensing service will remain as valuable as it is right now is really naive and is, you know, not, it's believing that this industry will be the same always. And that's kind of where Leaf Sheets came in is maybe right now it's difficult to do it yourself, but in a lot of states it's possible. And I believe that that will increase over time. And if we can be the resource that is Nick, my business partner calls it the shovels, like the, you know, in the gold rush, the shovels, yeah. if we can be the resource that builds that and builds it now a little bit ahead of time, that is highly valuable. 
I'm launching it now with Nick, even though I had the idea like six or seven years ago, because one, I probably didn't have the concept totally formed like hundred percent. And then two, I didn't know how to build the platform and Nick did. And when I ran into him, he thought it was a great idea. And he also knew how to, he's a designer, so good at it. So he built the entire brand. He named it, he built the whole platform and he continues to do so. And that's kind of why it took so long to actually (laughs) get to building it and launching it. Right. Okay. So what were the steps that you took to actually take what was in your head ordinarily would be conversations you would have with your clients Mm -hmm. into something that a client could really do for themselves? I recalled all of the most common questions that especially that people without the financial resources to actually hire a consultant, what questions did they need answered the most and figured out, okay, how do we answer those as a platform? How can we make a knowledge base? Can we do whatever? And then also after winning a lot of licenses with Can Strategy, having a more intimate understanding and thorough understanding of, okay, what are all of these SOPs? How would we best guide someone through customizing these? What are the pieces that need to be customized and how do we teach that? So those questions had to be answered. And then how can we add more value? And almost how can we make a cannabis consultant into a product as close as possible online, you know, as an online product? And that's a question we continue to ask ourselves and that we continue to answer. And so over time, we keep adding more information. We keep adding, you know, we're going to have more features that get closer and closer to I don't like to say lower budget, but more lean startup accessibility in terms of the cost. Great stuff. So what would you say from a marketing point of view are the primary challenges that your clients are facing, given how how tightly regulated it is? Well, one is the limits on advertising. A lot of social media will shut you down if they think that you're selling cannabis or promoting the use of it in any way just shut down accounts. They don't care how many followers you have. They'll close you down. (laughs) So that's a huge struggle. A lot of platforms won't allow you to advertise if it's a cannabis product. There's different states will have restrictions on your messaging, what you, how you can message, where you can message. Can you do billboards? Some places, no TV ads, radio, whatever the limit, that kind of thing. And that becomes a struggle because those are successful marketing tools for most businesses that then cannabis businesses are limited by and have to become more creative. And what happens in facing the need to be more creative is a lot of those business owners just get really frustrated and kind of defeated if you can't find the correct help or resources to navigate, you know, the tripwires of advertising. And that can be really limiting just to your business development and business growth then over time. Right. What are the key kind of steps that you recommend to your clients when they're trying to build a brand in such a tightly regulated industry? I guess what I'm asking is, what do you see that works for you that people in a less tightly regulated industry could implement for themselves? Yes. These are my favorite kind of problems to solve. (laughs) One, branding. 
the cannabis industry, and I would assume a lot of people do this and, you know, almost a lot of businesses, especially when first starting, really focusing and investing in the development of your brand, the way it looks, don't just make a logo on Fiverr or on Canva, do your research and make sure you don't look too identical to other people in your industry. Your consumer needs to be able to differentiate who they're getting to know, which companies and who you are apart from everyone else. You know, don't use the same colors. The cannabis industry, the issue is the black, brown, green, white. Those are the primary colors everyone uses. I then say really invest in developing your brand personality and how that's communicated. A lot of times people will kind of wing that when it's so key to building your relationship with your customer. If you look at any highly successful brand, if you look at Nike, you know, if you look at McDonald's, even whatever, any highly successful brand has a specific way that they communicate with their customers, specific words they use, even the cadence of the way that they speak to their customer, that kind of thing. And then I'm big on content. And the reason I'm big on content is two reasons. So one, it helps in cases where you're limited on advertising and stuff like that. You can get your backlinks. You can really build your search engine optimization and your authority as a business in a specific industry. But then also it can be low cost. (laughs) So, you know, if you can hire a content person for whatever, $20 an hour, or, you know, you can even get interns to do it. Sometimes you can do it yourself and Content is immensely valuable, as I'm sure you know, Mm. and it's time consuming, as I'm also sure you know, but it is so powerful for businesses of any type if you can keep it consistent, you know, and make Google your best friend and have Google say, oh, this company is active, they know what they're doing, and then suddenly you haven't spent that much on advertising, but you pop up when people Google, you know, what they're looking for. So those are my biggest ones. Right, okay. Just jumping in on that a little more, you were saying about a lot of social media platforms won't allow cannabis to be advertised. How do you get your brand out there? With social media, the best thing is to share usually your video content. I like to say share that and find a way to write about it without using the word marijuana or using the word cannabis so that it doesn't get flagged too easily. Also to make sure your imagery isn't all of the product and to utilize the brand personality in order to get creative with the images that you post that may have to be a little more you know, less direct about (laughs) promoting a product and more looking like the lifestyle or whatever, but navigating that and then using, you know, your hashtags correctly and your wording correctly so you don't get shut down and always making sure to have disclaimers to say, you know, nothing is for sale and kind of that wording to communicate that to the customer and then also to the platforms. So your point is that it's not impossible. You just have to be creative in ways to articulate your brand brand and make your brand attractive without falling foul of the regulators. Yes. For instance, I used to own a part and run cannabismagazine.com and that was back in 2017. And when I would do the social media posts, one of the most high engagement social media posts I would do would be teaching about terpenes. So I would choose one terpene, but the photo would never be cannabis because there are terpenes in other fruits and vegetables and plants. And I would put a photo of those, a photo of something, you know, a mango that has myrcene and cannabis also has myrcene and then write about myrcene and maybe mention, you know, that it's in cannabis. Those got flagged and taken down a couple of times 
times, but then I responded to it and said, this isn't a picture of cannabis. It's not promoting the sale of it. It's just educational and they let them be put back up. But it was in that, okay, how do I still educate about this thing without being so loud and blatant like weed let you know <laughs> and so yeah like a little more and nuanced I guess right okay okay good stuff so what are your three tips for somebody to be successful generally <laughs> I would say one two plan be intentional, really obvious. We all start with a vision, but I found that just going after your vision without having any real structure to the steps, you know, that you believe will be those building blocks can be the messiest path to actually building to where you want to get to. Two would be if you have the resources, find people smarter than you at the things that you need. There can be a temptation to, you know, find team members, train them up, which is fine. But if you can hire the ones that know a lot more and are really professional, and then once you can add to the team, those people can train the people that (laughs) are highly experienced. And then consistency. Consistency is probably the number one thing that can tank a company if you have a good run. I've done this, so... I know, but if you have a good run of a couple of months of solid content and then are just quiet for six months, you know, or you develop a cool brand, but then you don't consistently get it out there. Even if your customer experience, say you're a retailer or a service provider of some sort, if that's inconsistent, if the way you communicate with customers is inconsistent, then that can also be a huge downfall. So consistency, while it seems so simple, is actually you know really intentional it's an art that's a big one yeah and it's really difficult as well you know Mm -hmm. doing something consistently is not easy it's probably the (laughs) one of the biggest reasons why most people fail is lack of consistency yeah Mm -hmm. i agree absolutely okay so what's next for you and for your businesses next for me for my businesses growing can strategy into the largest cannabis business strategy consulting firm in the cannabis industry and doing that in multiple states right we've done multiple states now we're moving into to New York since that's an emerging market. And with Leaf Sheets, I'm really excited about Leaf Sheets. We're doing a capital raise and getting the product out to customers currently, helping businesses develop currently, and then doing a capital raise in order to build out additional features that can further support those companies once they get operating started. And I see Leaf Sheets becoming like legal Zoom for cannabis, you know? And then from that point, Nick doesn't love me to say this because he's like, you're going so far out when you say this. But I think to master the leaf sheets, concept in its entirety for this niche, we can then select other niches and apply a similar model in order to empower businesses in those industries to operate better. And so that's what's next. So if people wanted to reach out to you or to find out more about you or your businesses, how can they best go about doing it? The best way to reach out is LinkedIn. I love LinkedIn. (laughs) I'm personally on there, just Juliana Whitney on LinkedIn. And then via Instagram, we've got the Leaf Sheets Instagram, the Can Strategy Instagram, our websites, Can Strategy. We've got the contact page and then leafsheets.com as well. And we have our high H-I-G-H at leafsheets.com, which is kind of our support, you know, and how are you email address. Great stuff. I love that. Such a great email address. Okay, (laughs) Juliana, thank you so much for coming in and talking to us here at the conference room.
like I said at the outset, it's an industry I know very, very little about, but understanding how the challenges your clients face are identical in many ways to challenges that pretty much any organization would face, whether regulated or not, it's been a real eye-opener and it's been an absolute delight talking to you. So Juliana, thank you so much for joining us here at the conference room. Thank you so much. Coming up next week on the conference room, we'll be going back and revisiting some of the best advice that our guests have given in the area of sales and sales leadership. Thanks so much for listening. Make sure you visit our website, theconferenceroompodcast.com, where you can find all the show notes, plus links to the resources mentioned during the podcast. If you enjoyed listening to this, make sure you subscribe so that you're always the first to know when each episode is released. Also, please take the time to review the podcast so the more people who want to grow their businesses can find us. To talk about this, or any other podcast, or in fact anything business-related whatsoever, find me on Twitter, at Simon Lader, or you can find me by searching for Simon Lader or Silesia Academy on Facebook or on LinkedIn. I'm always open to a conversation. Thanks for listening to The Conference Room. Until next time, keep talking. Keep talking.